On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I talk about James Harden, who has finally spoken, speaking nationally to Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports. He dives into a lot of things about the 76ers, his contractual situation, and why he took this route. We'll get into it next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. This ep- episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. What's up, D? What's going on, man? How you doing? Hope you had a good weekend. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Good, man. Good. Same here. No complaints at all. I'm feeling good. Hopefully, we have a good week here. We got to thank everybody and welcome you all to Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host and partner, Keith Pompey, Sixers beat writer for TheInquirer.com. We thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube at Locked On 76ers. Well, Keith, the uh, mystery man, if you will, or the silent man, if you will, and James Harden, he has spoken. He has spoken to uh, Chris Haynes, someone you're very familiar with, NBA people, very familiar with Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports, had a chance to speak with James Harden on the record finally talking about his contractual situation so we'll start there later on we'll talk about why daryl morey had a pretty good off season uh, all things considered and also wrapping up the summer league and uh what stood out to us in the summer league not only from the Sixers' perspective but around the association as well but keith first i want to talk to you uh throw a couple uh, one really quote one quote at you that specifically uh, i think everybody is jumping on as far as the sixers go uh, for what James Harden had to say. And here's the quote. Uh, this is James Harden again to Chris Haynes. I had conversations with Daryl and it was explained how we could get better and what the market value was for certain players. I told Daryl to improve the roster, sign whoever we needed to sign and get me, give me whatever is left over, Harden told Yahoo Sports. This is how bad I want to win. I want to compete for a championship. That's all that matters to me at this stage. I'm willing to take less to put a put us in position to accomplish that, end quote. Now, we hear it. We hope that that's the case. We saw what his play was like. I'll give you some more things later on, Keith, as we talk about it, because he gets into the hamstring, his average for the season, what others might say if it was a different player with those same numbers. But I give you that quote. What do you make of what James Harden said there? I mean, I make of it that they really didn't have any other options. I mean, you know, the thing is, P.J. Tucker was going to become a 76er, right? And it is one of those things where they couldn't make trades. They couldn't do this. They couldn't do that. And James did it. Now, again, yes, he probably did. Uh, he did have a conversation with Daryl, like, you know, and saying, like, hey, look, this is what we're going to do. But let's face it. The reason why he had the conversation, not Joel, not Tobias, not all these other guys, was because he was the one who's who had the opportunity to opt in, opt in, and and you know I also feel like you know 
is one of those things is, is really good optics. I mean, everything he's saying is true. And is the good part that Haynes did was in this article, he had James talking about it. Beforehand, it was his his manager, it was the Sixers, it was, you know, uh, anonymous sources. Everyone said what James just said. And it's not surprising because this is something that James said he was going to do, do whatever it could, he could do. But again, it, it's one of those things, like you said, and we'll get to it later, but it's one of those things where, you know what, all this is great, but they still got to produce and they still got to win. And the other part for me that you just said was, is that he said this and he said this in the past, but until you do it, it's all just talk. It's all, you know, walk the walk, you know, as you, if you're going to talk the talk, you got to walk the walk. Well, we weren't sure if he was going to walk that walk and actually take less money and actually do something that's more beneficial for the team instead of selfishly, if you will, go for a big number. I wouldn't have destroyed him for taking 47.4 million. And I wouldn't have destroyed him if he had decided to opt out and go elsewhere and get a larger contract because we know how the NBA is and how flaky things can be around the association when it comes to these board of governors and how they decide to distribute the money. They'll move you in a second, right? So player empowerment is real. And I don't have a problem with it in certain situations. We can talk about Kyrie Irving, how he handles things. I'm just saying that even with player empowerment, there's a way to go about it. He stepped up. He's, he said what he said, and he is following through. And that's why he, get, that's why he gets a lot of uh, love and, a, and, and you know, just some, some, some good vibes right now from Sixer fans based on this, saying, go do what you need to do to help the team. I'll take what's left over. And the other part with that, Keith, is like we've talked about. He doesn't need the money. He seems to always be good with his money, right? And outside of going out there and having some fun, I mean, the guy makes almost like $100 million per, per year. So him going out and having fun and spending his money however he wants to spend it, uh, that's, that's, so, that's him. That's his business. I'm sure he has a business manager to make sure his money is not, not going anywhere. He is not wanting for anything right now. So for him to do this again, it just goes to show that he is about team. Now, that's great. That's step one. Step two, as you mentioned, is to go out there and perform during the regular season to make sure, as you talk about being about it, go out there and perform and do your thing. Now, he mentioned this, too, and I wanted to bring this to you. He talked about them having a deeper team and how they needed to, to have that depth. And we've talked about it all season. But he was saying, listen, I don't really listen to what people are saying. I wasn't right last season and I almost averaged a triple double. If anybody else had those numbers, we'd be talking about them getting the max. People were used to seeing me average 40, 30 points, and so they viewed it as a down year. I was in Philadelphia for a couple of months, and I had to learn on the fly. That just was what it was. I'm in a good space physically and mentally right now, and I'm just looking forward to next season, end quote. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing with that. You know, we, we talk about $47 million. There's not a lot of people in the NBA making 47 million dollars right also the one thing that you know it, it you know I, I i get the stats but when you when you factor in james shot 32.6 percent on threes which was the lowest of his career i believe you know um yeah he shot 36 point 30 excuse me 32.6 percent in 21 games as a 76er that's the lowest percentage of his career he shot 40.2% from the field, which is the lowest percent of his career. 
Now, you know, the, unfortunately, when you're a three-time scoring champion and you're an MVP, you know, you're, you, you're judged differently than anyone else. And also when you factor in the 21 points that he did average this year, you know, that was the second lowest. Um, that was the lowest total since his, since his third year in the NBA, right? And he also averaged uh, 7.1 turnovers this year. So, you know, it, it's just one of, I, I get where he's coming from, but at the same time, you know, he's been such a great player over the last couple of years that unfortunately he doesn't get judged by other other all-star type players. I mean, this is a top 75 guy. And, and let's face it, you know, 76ers, the way that he played last year, injury or not, if the 76ers, if he would have taken 47 million and then the 76ers would have gave him the, the uh, super max extension, you know, they would have looked bad. So right now, you know, the way this whole thing is setting up is where, you know, he took less, people are happy, but I believe that if he plays to a certain level, he's going to get paid. I mean, he's going to get paid. Yeah, and you're right. Um, before we wrap this one up, he is different. He's James Harden. Forget about the top 75. He was top 20 still last season as he made the all-star team. Yet again, so top tw- top 24, however you want to look at it, he's still an all-star level player at this stage of his career because with those numbers, still close to a triple-double, all of that, you're still looked at as one of the best players in the league. So you were judged differently than what some others are doing, especially what you've done in the past. That also uh, speaks about your present and hopefully for your future in the NBA. All right, man, listen, we need to talk about the guy who has put this team together this offseason adding these pieces, negotiating with James Harden, as he mentioned, Daryl Morey. We'll talk about him and why his summer has been pretty good. Next, right here, Locked On 76ers. Right now, let's talk about Bet Online. You know, Bet Online is a great thing, a great place to go to get bets, odds, and all that other stuff, right? So this is what you need to know. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs, and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, news, including this year's Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check in all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device and learn more about the trends and actions. Bet online where the game starts. Do it today, people. Definitely do it today. You got to do it today, people. It's the summertime. Have some fun. Enjoy yourself. Make some money you're spending all this money for vacation thank you for making locked on 76 is your first listen for your next listen check out the locked on now podcast nightly recaps of every nba game with analysis from our local experts is free and available wherever you get your podcast well keith uh daryl Morey, his name was mentioned from james harden in this story and we've talked about him in passing he and elton brand the job that they've done this offseason and what they were able to do but when you go out there and we talk about depth, we talk about toughness, we talk about versatility in the offseason for this basketball team. 
And I think they've, they've addressed that, especially for me as someone who harps on it so much about them needing to take care of the wing. And they did that from Tucker to Melton, even though he's a guard, he has this crazy wingspan. So he helps out. We can defend multiple positions, especially when teams go a little bit smaller where he can body up with even a, a, a wingman who is somewhere between, let's say, 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, not necessarily the 6'8", guys, but he can also get in there and get dirty with those two, those guys as well. Then you go Daniel House and taking a swing on what Treveling Queen is or may or may not be. So he is, he's done a nice job. There's still some things, as we've talked about, that you might have to address from the backup big man position if you're going to go with a, a veteran on the veteran minimum or even adding another shooter at a, at a cheap price as well. I say for me, Keith, I, I think that Daryl Morey, and I'll include Elton Brand in this, have done a fine job with how they've attacked this offseason, needing help from James Harden, but maximizing their opportunity and their situation to go out there and address the pieces that they needed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they have. I, I think a lot of it is um, – I mean, this is good, but but there are two things that you did say. They still need – I think they need a backup center or you got to see, like, I mean, let's say if Charles Bassey or B-Ball Paul shows us something, right, I get that, right, then we could go with that. But you also need a point guard. You need a, a traditional point guard. But for the moves that they made, I'll give them credit. The thing is, though, I hate to say this, the, the, in order for them to be successful, a lot is going to have to do with Embiid's health, his play, and James Harden. He's going to have to be more of the, not what we saw last year, but before that, right? Secondly, you know, we got to see how these guys play. I mean, you know, I get it. A lot yeah. of hype, a lot of this and that, but we got to see how they play. I'm just because, talking about the moves itself. I mean, yeah, of yeah, course. The moves itself, but I'm, again, I mean, I like the moves, but I love what Boston did, and I love what Milwaukee did. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, right now, right now, unless see, and this is what I'm saying, we got to wake and see. Nothing against the good moves, but, D, you work on the radio show. I know what's going to happen come December if some of these dudes struggle. You're going to get calls on your show at six o'clock as soon as six o'clock or after the Sixers game he brought too many of these Houston guys in here he, that's what he did he got these Houston guys I'm telling you I don't like it I don't like it so what I'm saying is I like the toughness factor but again I like it but the true test is going to come because see it can right now people loving them but if these dudes don't produce is going to go the opposite way. Well, first, let's let's get this straight. You don't have to wait till December about the Houston part of it. People are already calling in saying they don't like the fact that they brought in all these Houston guys. So there's that. I, I agree with you because for me, look, you got we have to go through these steps to get to the regular season, get to the postseason. The offseason is what the offseason is from the draft to free agency and trades uh, all around in that same area there for those couple of weeks, we know the steps. And, but for right now on the surface of what they've done, I've liked it. Yes, it has to translate. I like also what Boston has done. I've also liked with what uh, Milwaukee has done. They've done stuff in the past, other teams too, that I've liked and, and said, all right, let's see how it plays out in the off season. And it didn't work just like it couldn't work here with the Sixers. 
I like Malcolm Brogdon to Boston and Danilo Gallinari. Is Malcolm Brogdon going to accept the role off the bench? Is Marcus Smart, if he's struggling, going to accept that he might have I think to? Malcolm Brogdon is starting, bro. All right, so somebody's coming off the bench. Yeah, so you start, <laughs> you know. So Marcus Smart is the defensive player of the year. He's not coming out of the lineup. Uh, so I don't know how they're going to do that and how that's going to affect the team. So therefore, those ripple effects could also say that even though we like to move on the surface of what Boston has done, maybe that'll cause some consternation within their locker room where it'll be a problem. So we don't know how it's going to play out in any of these organizations with any of these things that they've done. But I think at least on the surface, and I'm not sitting here patting Daryl Morey on the back. I'm just simply giving him his, all right, you did a nice job this offseason. Yes, the big man thing still needs to be addressed in the same for uh, a shooting. I don't know how much about a point guard because I think they have enough there Melton between Melton as the backup to Maxi and Harden and even Milton if he's still around. I think they have enough. Yes, a pure point guard you would like, uh, of course, to come in and also, but where would his minutes come when you have these other three or four guards that are going to take up a lot of minutes? I don't even know where that, that guy fits me personally, but uh this is <laughs> this is this is something. And and listen, DeAnthony Melton may not be able to dribble all that well, but he's gonna handle the ball sometimes. He did start for John Morant occasionally when he was out. They still okay, I got a question for you. I got a question for you. I got a question for you. I got a question. Go ahead. Go ahead. What if New York goes out and get Donovan Mitchell? Okay. I'm just asking you. I mean, what does that say? Doesn't does that scare say? me. Doesn't scare me much because what what are they giving up to get Donovan Mitchell? I mean. I think- I think if you get Donovan Mitchell, you lose somebody like Julius Randle because he's going to feel like he should be getting the bulk of the touches. I feel like then watching the body language of R.J. Barrett, where does he fit in if he's not traded? And I think he has to be included in the deal. Oh, yeah, yeah, get him out of yeah, there. Yeah, he's got to Trying to give him a match. Right. Hey, so, been trying, yeah, he got to go. Right, right. So I, I, I just wonder if how Julius Randle manages something like that donovan mitchell was donovan mitchell donovan mitchell was going to score where do they where do they defend because now you're talking about and you know i love jalen brunson jalen brunson julius randall donovan mitchell your three best players they don't defend mitchell robinson yes will clean things up on the back end he can't stay on the floor he can't stay healthy where's your other defender who is your other defender i don't even know who that is maybe at the two guard spot evan fournier is he still on the team is he traded out there I don't know. That doesn't do much for me with how New York would build it with Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brunson, and Julius Randle as their as their core. They can score. Can they stop anybody? The Sixers can score, but we also know that with Joel Embiid, he can defend. Matisse Thybul can defend. Now P.J. Tucker, Daniel House, they can defend. De'Anthony Melton can defend. I don't know where those pieces are for the Knicks, so that doesn't scare me. Okay. All right, player. Okay, my man. Hey, we got something for you, bro. All right. The Brooklyn Nets say they will start their preseason schedule on October 3rd versus the 76ers. October 3rd. In Brooklyn or here? In Brooklyn. Okay. In Brooklyn. All right. So you get ben, Simmons little, time, ben Simmons, huh? Ben Simmons time, yep. Little Ben Simmons. Okay. Brooklyn, yeah. Sixers. He'll yeah. love that because it's up there. Let's see how he handles it here and, and, and goes from there. But okay. Well, and I'm sure that might that might even be a home and home. Will is it a home and home or just I don't know? Home? It just said they open up this thing against the Sixers. Yeah. 
All right. October the 3rd. Yeah. Look at that, folks. You listen to the Locked On 76ers podcast and you get immediate breaking news from Keith Pompey. All right. On the other side, man, we need to talk about what we saw from Summer League, some things we liked, some things we didn't like as we wrap this one up on a Monday in the summertime. Always great to be with you. Keith Pompey, Devon Givens, Locked On 76ers. All right, Keith, record doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't don't care. If they didn't win the championship, it doesn't matter. They didn't get those shiny rings that the Portland Trailblazers got from winning the summer league crown in Las Vegas. But nevertheless, Michael Foster, he earned himself a, at least a training camp invite with his contract. Traveling Queen has some Sixer fans excited. Charles Bassey played a, played a good amount of games and uh, shows some positive signs, also shows some things we're still behind. Paul Reed, they got rid of him quickly uh, as far as his game minutes went. They re- they put him on the seat on the shelf on ice very fast after a few games. And Isaiah Joe looked really good during the summer league. W- what were some of your takeaways from the Sixers since you traveled from Utah and Salt Lake Summer League to Las Vegas for the Las Vegas Summer League as well? You know, I'm, I'm, you know, my, my, my thing with the Sixers, Isaiah Joe impressed me, of course. B-Ball Paul did. You know, there was a guy, um, Malik Ellison. I, I felt like as the games progressed and the more he got opportunities, he started to show me stuff. Same with, uh, uh, um, what's his name, uh, Charlie Brown the second, now the junior. Now, here's the thing with Charlie Brown, though. My, the thing that stood out to me is like, hey, I like the way he plays. The problem is he wasn't hitting a lot of shots, right? But he was playing with a lot of energy. But two of the guys you talk about, um, you know, and I know he's on a two-way, but when you have a Melton and when you have a a, um, a Daniel House, you know, and, and these are the type of gritty guys that you want, right? So then when you have a guy like Charlie Brown and he's not making shots, I get it. I know he's on two way, but that's also like it kind of like, you know, it it, it kind of might open up a slot for a different type of player, like a shooter or someone like that. But to me, the guys really played well. The only problem is I, I like I, I'm looking at some of these dudes and I'm like, okay, so I know you with the Sixers, but you're basically showcasing your skills to be with another team. That's what you know, basically that's about. what it is. That's basically what it's all about. But, um, you know, so, you know, it, it was a lot of guys. But to me, the, the, the only two guys that I really saw and I said to myself, like, okay, these guys are legitimate, was uh, Paul, B-Ball Paul, and, um, Isaiah. And, and Isaiah Joe. Now, I do think that Charles Bassey was trying, but the guard play was so sporadic that there was times where he really couldn't get a feel. You know what I mean? But then when they fed them and they uh, featureized them, because let's face it, it was all about B-Ball Paul um, when he was there at the four. Um, but when they featured him, he looked good. But for the most part, they were the only two guys who were the most consistent. And I'm talking about B-Ball, Paul, and Isaiah Joe. So to your point with the guard play, Cassius Winston, did, did he do anything for you? Uh, nah, not really. I mean, I, I like Cash's, like, you know, he's smaller than I thought. Um, you know, when you're looking at it, you know, you got to ask yourself, is, is Cash's Winston better than Shake Milton? No. You know what I'm saying? No. You know, like, it's, it, more, it, 
pure point guard, but he won't take his minutes from him, no. Yeah, he's more of a pure point guard. But, like, the one thing when we're talking about it, you know, they're going to do a lot of the staggering things for the most part. And James is going to have a ball in his hand. Then there's going to be what you call it. Like, to me, like, I'm talking about a, a getting a third point guard. You know, I'm talking about somebody that's a veteran, somebody that's experienced, you know. Um, you know, Cassius looked good. I mean, he played well. Um, the shot wasn't always there. Um, but but at the same time, I don't know if if he's the type of guy that they need at the end of the bench. You know what I mean? Now, again, he could go down there and play in the G League and do all this other stuff. But I, when I look at it, I'm, I'm looking at a, a, a pure shooter or a pure point. You, you know what I mean? Someone mm-hmm. that you can bring in, like, you know, heck, right at this point, you might as well just get a veteran. Like, you know, a veteran guy who's a leader in the locker room, huh? Yeah, they might do something like that, somewhere along the lines of Ish Smith, something like that, even though he... Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what they need. Yeah. That type of name. All right, finally, uh, with some of the others that may be impressed to you, impress you a little bit from around the league, one guy for me was... um, uh, well, who was it that, that really impressed me? It was uh, Kenneth Kenneth Lofton Jr. from the Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I liked his level of play. I, I like what he was able to do. Also, uh, Samaki, Samaki Walker's son, who just signed with the Portland Trailblazers. I, I thought he played well. Uh, also, he signed a, a three-year contract with the Trailblazers. And I'm mad at myself because I'm having a brain cramp uh, with his first name. But yeah, I, I thought those two really stood out. And Memphis always finds these unconventional type of players, and, and and it works out. Kenneth Lofton Jr. put up some solid numbers. The knock on him with Louisiana Tech was his body was just just too out of shape. He couldn't get it done. But now maybe being in the NBA program, if he is going to be on the roster and the summer on the G League team, possibly they'll maybe round his body out to a little bit more um, a better shape where he can contribute to that basketball team. So. Those two players for me really uh, stood out. And Colin Gillespie, I thought he showed himself well, like we talked about during pre-draft. Someone sort of drafted him. He landed in a pretty good spot. Let's see if he makes that Denver Nuggets team. So three players for me that stood out in the summer league overall. But listen, man, I I thank you for taking the time as always on a Monday. We thank everybody out there for listening to us. We really appreciate it. And we hope that you're going to be able to check in with us once again on Tuesday. Thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NBA. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, can you let I wanna, can I Can I say something before we let, before I let people know? You asked if they were a home and home, those, those uh, preseason Brooklyn. games. Nah. What it is is the Sixers because of Brooklyn. After that, they'll play Miami. Um, they'll play uh, uh, the Bucks, and then they'll play the Timberwolves. So it's not a home and home, and the game is in Brooklyn. Okay, got it. All right. Well, folks, you can check us out on Twitter for Keith at Pompey on Sixers, myself at Devon G nine seven five on Twitter, Keith at Inquirer and you can find my work this over the next two weeks. 2 to 6 on 97.5 The Fanatic FM Radio in Philadelphia. And uh, I'll have you cover it from there. Keith, on the uh, YouTube side, let them know. Yeah, you can follow us on YouTube. Just go to the YouTube, YouTube channel, Locked On 76 Podcast YouTube channel. When you see that Liberty Bell, right, up on the top, click on that Liberty Bell. 
And that's how you can subscribe to us. You can see us cutting each other off, doing all types of stuff, disagreeing about Daryl Morey's picks and all this other stuff or acquisition. All right. That's all right. We we, we don't do that, though. We don't do that. But you can subscribe there um, to do that. But like my man said, you know, you can listen to him on the radio. You can go to Inquire.com or pick up a Philadelphia Inquire and get me. But also follow us on Twitter. Follow my man D at at DivineG975. Follow me at Pompeii on Sixers. And like I always say, do it today, people. Definitely do it today. You won't be disappointed. You won't be disappointed. Keith, thanks, man, as always. And folks, thank you again for taking time out during the summer and uh, listening to us and watching as well. We appreciate it. Have a good one. Peace, bro. Peace.